Hey friend, welcome back to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and on today's episode, we're talking about the different levels of energy and how they impact your life. This is part two of the two-part series. So part one was focused on the lower energetic states. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to part one. That's where we dive into those states that are catabolic, the ones that we tend to think about that are more negative. And we talk about how those impact our lives. Today, we're focused on the higher energetic states. So the ones that feel good, where we we tend to think about as more positive, uplifting, expansion, abundance, love, gratitude, all of that stuff that lives in those states. We're going to dive into examples of being in those states, as well as strategies that you can use to shift yourself into those states. So before I get into that content, I want to give you an update about what's been happening over here. If you are not interested in this update, simply forward into the other content. Fast forward. Okay, I'm giving you that permission. But I really feel like I want to tell you these stories because it's been a while since I've grabbed the mic. I was gone to Southeast Asia for two weeks. And when I got back, uh, the entire week, I've been so sick. I mean, throwing up, like I couldn't keep fluids down. Um, I had to get an IV bag. I think I had neurovirus. I'm not 100% sure, but all of the symptoms associated with that, which is a a stomach virus that is not fun. And it it feels a lot of flu-like symptoms, achiness and just super fatigued and just not keeping anything down. It was rough. And on top of that, I'm almost six months pregnant as at the time of me recording this episode. So I was just dealing with a lot and I also had a full schedule and I didn't take work off. And the reason I didn't was because I was hoping that I would feel better like the next morning. I kept feeling like, oh, maybe in the morning I'll get my energy back. It'll be fine. But then when I woke up, that wasn't the case. And I didn't want to deal with trying to find someone so last minute to do hours of facilitation online and put my team under that stress too. And I was like, you know, I just prayed about it and I was like, just help me get through this. And conveniently, the times that I had to go to the bathroom or, you know, throw up and stuff was like the times that I was off the computer and just in between. I mean, it definitely sucked, but I still got through it all. And I, I think even if, I think people wouldn't have noticed I was sick had I not said anything to them about it, um, even though I was so sick. Anyways, we made it through and it was still, it was a blessing. I'm actually glad I did work. I, it, was, it was great, the connections that I made while I was doing the work that I was doing. And I'm just grateful for the fact that I was able to get through that. So here we are now, and this is why I feel like I want to tell you so many things. So the trip that I took, uh, you may have heard this already on the show, that this was the trip that I was taking to bring my mom back to Laos, which is her home country where she was born. This is the first time that she's gone back since she came to the U.S. as a refugee during the Vietnam War. So she left the country, fleeing the country. Um, because of our family being in danger at that time. And then that's how my whole family ended up in the, the U.S. And then she met my dad, who's an American. And then I was born in the U.S. So a little bit about me in a nutshell. And 
Anyways, it was so great to bring her back because I was able to not only help her have this experience, but also have the experience for myself of meeting my family that lived in Laos that had no idea, you know, even existed or what their life was like. Um, I found out that uh, some of my family is part of the Laos government. They own hundreds of acres of rice fields, which I just think is so cool. And I love rice, so I loved knowing that. And it was really great to dress up in the Lao attire, like traditional, like Laos clothing and go to the ceremonies um, that my mom helped set up. My family helped set up to honor our past um, family members who have passed away. We did some different ceremonies at the temple. We actually rented out a really beautiful temple and monks were there and they were doing different blessings. And then we hosted some meals for the community and Lots of ceremonies were happening. We even did a ceremony for our weddings. Uh, And there's a lot of, just to to picture this, if you're not familiar with this culture, this Buddhist culture, um, they use a lot of, at least in the Laos culture, um, a lot of white strings during celebrations where they tie them on your hand and they're, they're a part of different blessings that people are giving you when you're holding them as there's different chants happening. Um, It's, and then there's lots of orange with like the monk attire and orange flowers and it's a, lots of food. Food is a big part of the culture of like we fed the monks. We fed 16 of them one morning um, and then we're all feeding each other and that was just a big part of it. It was really cool to learn more about that, um, ba- the background that my mom had around how she grew up with her faith and just to be a part of that whole experience was just a, a, it was a really cool experience. And then uh, we, what was really fun, which I didn't know was going to happen, is that when we were traveling around to different places, my cousins went with us everywhere. So we had this 16 passenger van and they all, there was, it was filled with like all my family members. I think we even included more in there at different times where they like sat on chairs in there. Uh, and then we went and drove around Laos in different areas and it was really fun. And even though they didn't speak English, um, my mom was able to translate back and forth and it was just so cool to be a part of that and travel around with my family. And also while I was in Laos, we celebrated my 35th birthday and that day was jam packed with activities. We had a ceremony in the morning at the temple And then uh, we ended up driving out to this mountainous area where there was more temples. And part of that process was you got to go into one place and lift up. You could lift up a rock. like You'd make a wish. And then if you could lift up the rock easily, that meant that your your wish was most likely to come true. And it was a huge rock. So we participated in that. uh, And that was fun. And I was able to lift it. It was actually, it was really heavy though, not going to lie. Um, and then there was a, a woman, a uh, nun in there. So it was cool to see her. She was, had not seen any woman versions of monks, even though she's not a monk, she's a nun, but she wore like light purple and she did some blessings with us too and put some strings on her hand. And we also took my family out on this raft and we just, everyone was like dancing and 
eating all these snacks and it's so interesting because these boats will come up next to you and they will like sell you chicken that's like they're cooking from their boat and snails and uh, fermented pork and just a lot of strange foods and my whole family was loving it so they were like eating all these snails and this like raw kind of pork stuff that oh it's fermented but oh anywho they were eating all this stuff and they were dancing and it was really fun. And then they went swimming and then we left that. And then we went to another big celebration with another, my other family that was hosting a big dinner for us. And then one of my cousins drove in on a moped with her dog, which was hilarious how the dog would sit up on the moped and ride around with her. And then they did the, after they sang me happy birthday and made me this hilarious, um, Heineken looking cake. It had like Heineken beers on it, like little, um, not real beers, but you know, little fake things with uh, candles and lots of money and dollar signs. It was a f- interesting cake. And then after that, they did the karaoke sessions and were singing. And I think the whole entire town knew that it was my birthday. So it was quite an experience. And then I got back to the hotel and it was a really cool hotel where we stayed. Very beautiful, very nature-like. And they had made us a cake there in the hotel too that said happy birthday. And it was just a lot. I was so fatigued after all this stuff happened all day. But it was a really unique birthday. So after we ended up leaving Laos, we went to Samreep, Cambodia. And I share this with you because maybe you're interested in traveling to some of these places. But Samreep is a really cool town. And most people there seem to speak English, specifically in Samreep, which I was shocked about and really good English. And it was easy to get around in the town. The food was great. Um, This is also where people go to visit the Angkor Wat temples, which is uh, the largest religious monument in the world. So it's just so many acres of huge temples, lots of history. It's also where Indiana Jones movie uh, was filmed, parts of it, um, Tomb Raider. And it's just, it's really cool and unique. And that's where we saw a gazillion monkeys and it was with their babies. And it was so cute um, how they all like played together. And I saw this one mom that if there was like a such thing as uh, CPS to call, you might call because this mom was um, our monkey protective services. She was grabbing her monkey, her baby monkey by the tail and dragging him when she would leave to go places and he'd be screaming as she was dragging him on the ground. I was like, what? And then other ones would just like tap on their baby and the baby would like jump on their back or run along with them. But this mom was a little more aggressive in her approach. So I got some videos of what was going down with all that. But it was so cool. I've never seen so many baby monkeys. Um, they were all around the temples. And I... So you can follow me on on Facebook. It's under, if you are on Facebook still, it's Ange Barnard or Angela Barnard, Angela Weeks Barnard. I forget. I don't know. You have to find me on there. But that's mostly where I go when I'm sharing pictures with my family about my travels. I'm not as active on Instagram. Like I wish I would have shared more about my experience, but I try to really be present in the moment. I've been doing a better job at that. Um, But I did share some of those cute monkey videos and stuff and pictures. All right. Uh, What else? And then after that, we went to Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, and we learned a lot about the Vietnam War and the perspective that Vietnamese have around the war compared to the U.S., which is really interesting to hear the differences there and their perspective. And then uh, 
we toured this the museum and we got to see just all of the injuries and the, the damage that people experience and that was sad and hard to see and then we got to see the traps that they set up for Americans which were horrific and we went into these tunnels underground um, where they hid and we got to see what that was like and that's like extreme claustrophobic triggering for me uh, but Ian went under all of those uh, anyhow we got to experience that and then we did some other tours and I'm going to talk about the tours because I'm going to give you an example of the energy shifts with some of this travel stuff that I did where I found myself in different states. So we'll get into that. Um, and then after that, we, we had a long layover in Taiwan, which is very normal if you're coming back to the U.S. and you lay over in Taiwan. So it was like 14 hours or something like that. So we booked a tour to get out and experience Taiwan and that was a fun experience. We ended up writing our dreams on this huge Chinese lantern and we released it on in this little town that where you sit on the train tracks, this little mountain town, and you released your dreams up into the sky after you wrote on it, you know, all your dreams on this big lantern. So that was a fun experience. It rained though the, the whole time we were there and it was actually very cold. I thought it was going to be really warm there like Vietnam. It was not. So my plan was to wear one of my cute dresses, but instead I was wearing totally scrubby clothes, like my um, pajama pants and stuff that are like more pregnancy focused <laughs> because they're like the warmest things for me. So that was my experience in a nutshell. I get home and then shortly after getting home, I get extremely sick. And then here we are today. All right. And I'm feeling much better today. Okay. So let's get into our content for today. Um, like the where we left off is we didn't touch on the first state of anabolic energy, which is energy level three. So there's seven levels. So energy level three, four, five, six, and seven is what we're going to touch on quickly today. So three is the first state of anabolic energy. This is so when I say anabolic, it's the first state of really where that you can think about it as like that positive uplifting building energy starts kicking in. But it's also pretty high in catabolic energy because the closer you are to the lower levels or the closer you are, let's say to zero, the more of that catabolic energy you're going to have, the draining, resisting kind of energy, the energy that's more focused on the ego and what will people think of me, that kind of energy, the controlling energy. So it's still high in that energy, but it's the first state where it starts to become more positive. So the mindset here is I win and if you win, it's okay too. So you're still focused on what is best for you, but if other people benefit from it, you're fine with that. Whereas in two, level two, it's more about like I need to win and I could care less about anyone else. So three is like I'm fine if other people get what they want as long as I get what I want to. And then also the mindset here too is there's a lot of coping that happens in level three. So it's also the first state where I said where it's, you start to see that positive energy coming in. So it's the state where people take responsibility for their life. So instead of blaming like you do in, in level two, it's I take responsibility. So you're not blaming anymore. Usually people that have a lot of level three energy are actually really good team players because they don't like conflict. They actually try to avoid it because they don't like how it feels. They don't want to rock the boat. 
So they'll do things just because it's like they don't want to be uncomfortable. And that's what I want to emphasize here. They don't want to be uncomfortable. It's not so much just about making sure everybody else is comfortable. It's because they don't like, they don't want to be uncomfortable rocking the boat. So where level three is an interesting energy because it's also where a lot of people like to settle where they'll say like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. Or if you hear people say things like, I sh- yeah, I should do that, I should. But you know like they're probably really not going to, but they acknowledge that they should. There's a lot of should happening. They do that. That's a lot of level three energy. That's how I can spot it when people are talking. Um, I think about it as if you had a tombstone, it would say like, let's say you passed away, it would be like on your tombstone, it would say like 50% used up. Like you didn't fully live your life because you kind of settled, kind of tried to stay in your comfort zone more. That's what level three is like. Um, saying, saying things like, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Maybe it's not really what I want, but it's fine. Um, it pays the bills. Like I used to hear it a lot with career coaching where people would be like, yeah, I don't really love the job, but hey, it pays my bills. And that's a, an example of level three energy where five is like you're looking for opportunity you want to make the very best of your life. Well, three, it's kind of like, eh, there's some settling happening here. So um, another way that three shows up, at least for me, is, and I noticed this, so I was getting a massage in um, one of those countries because it's significantly cheaper to get a massage in Southeast Asia. In some cases, it's like in Laos, I think at times it was like $4 for an hour. So I'm not a big massage person. Um, I don't invest in that a lot. But while I was there, we ended up doing that. And I remember feeling one time when someone was giving me a massage that it was just like hard. I don't like any, I don't like it to be hard. I just want to be gentle and relax. So it was like hurting me, you know, so I'm like, oh, uh, like it was hurting me. And I remember thinking, like, I should say something right now. I should. You hear me doing that? I should say something. That's an example of level three. But I was like, oh, I don't want them to, to perceive me as difficult. Or I'm one of those people that's picky and difficult. So it's okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll just deal with it. And I'm coping here. So that's where I noticed the level three show up for me. It was like I didn't say something, not just because I cared about what that per- like how that other person might feel. I also didn't say something because I was worried about my own ego and how that would how I would be perceived if I did say something. So that's where that catabolic energy creeps in, and it's still close to the ego. So I noticed that where my three was showing up. Another area that I see a lot of this three in people is like, let's say someone's in a relationship with someone who is a very difficult personality. Maybe they have more of that two energy. They're more more conflict oriented. It feels like you're walking around eggshells around them. It's tense. Well, sometimes naturally the response will be for the other person to shift into a three where they learn to cope. They learn to cope with it and deal with it. So I see that a lot where it's like they make excuses for that person or they're like, that's just how they are. You know, it's, it's that way. It's okay. Just ignore them. This is, you know, we'll just do our own thing. And they try to keep the peace. That coping energy shows up and it can cause that person to really settle in their life. I've seen that a lot. So that's where the three can pop in. But it's like this person that has the three energy isn't so negative. They're just coping and trying to get by. 
So that's level three in a nutshell. Um, and let's go into four. So level four energy, the mindset here is you win. And it's this energy of, I see this a lot with people I work with because I have a lot of four energy and you tend to attract people that are similar, where this is for people that truly care. They really want to help people. They really want to serve them. And they can really give so much of themselves that they burn out because it's all about you win. It's all about everybody else. So if you think about a pitcher and of every, like, let's say a pitcher that's framed, right? And everybody's in that pitcher except you. So what I often do with, with people that where I notice a lot of four energies, I often ask them the question, how can it work best for you too? For you too. And that's a shift into five energy. So an example would be where my level four energy might show up is like when I'm scheduling something, sometimes I'll make it all about like what works best for you? What's, you know, what's the best time for you? And I'm not really thinking about also what's the best time for me and how can we find a time that works best for both of us? That's the five energy. Four energy is going to be like, what's best for you? Let me find a way to make it just be about you and work best for you. These are also the people where let's say no one wants to volunteer to do something and they'll be like, oh, I'll do it. It's okay. I can do it. Even though they're so terribly busy as it is just because they want to serve or they're willing to take on more than other people to help other people out. And it can be, it can cause issues for you because it can definitely lead to burnout. But we see this a lot in fields where people, a big part of their job is serving other people. They can get carried away with that four energy and forget about themselves. And then they will bounce to a one or two where they'll end up in a state of depression or just really frustrated that no one's helping them because they're giving too much of the four energy out. So it's you can bounce back and forth from levels constantly, but that's another characteristic I see happen when people do too much of the four energy. Um. And But for energy overall, it's a very anabolic energy. It's an, an energy of where you don't take things as personal. You know, it's um, because you're much more, you are, have a lot of compassion for other people and how they're showing up or you really think about them and where, what, you know, the situation that they're in. So instead of like getting easily angered, you're like, oh, you know, they're going through a hard time and you're just like really thinking about that other person. And gratitude is in the state, appreciation. And uh, this is often too where I do my exercise where I try to shift people into that state of gratitude. I'll ask them questions about the things that they're grateful for, the things that they're proud of themselves for as an, in an effort to shift energy. Like if I start working with a client and I know that they're really flustered or frustrated, I might say like, what's something that happened that you're really proud of yourself for? What are you really grateful for today? And getting their mind to think in the way of a level four energy to do the shift. So they start feeling the energy from that higher place. So that's an example of some things that you can do. You can ask questions from a higher energetic place and that can do the shifting for people. So let's let's go back to three then. If I notice that someone is really settling, a level three energy is very in the head. It's very like, I should do this. This makes the most sense. But it's like like the heart is kind of left out there. So I might say something like, well, what is your heart telling you? What feels right to you? And that might be an effort to get them into a four state. What would you love to be doing? I know you, you feel like you kind of need to do this thing. It brings in the money or whatever it is. But what would you really love to be doing? 
And then that's going to start to shift them up. So those are some examples of the different shifting that you can do. So I'm going to give you an example about the four, how it showed up for me. And I noticed it uh, when we were in the van (laughs) for a tour. So this is what happened. We're in this van and we did a group tour that we signed up for in Vietnam. And we were supposed to take this boat down uh, the Mekong River and we're stopping at different islands along the way. So before we got to that area where you got on the boat, we had a ride in the van for a while, like an hour and a half. And one thing about this pregnancy is overall, I've felt really, really good. But I've noticed I've been a lot more sensitive to motion sickness than I ever was before. So now if we're in, uh, if I'm in a vehicle and there's a lot of jerking moving around, I'm, I get sick so much faster than the old me used to handle Like I could be in situations where it was rocking back and forth and I didn't get sick. Now I'm just way more sensitive to it. So there's a a few times on our trip that I was gagging after we got out of the car and just feeling really nauseous. So we're in this van and Ian and I get to sit in the front, like the very front row after, you know, the driver, which is better for motion sickness. So we were sitting there and I was like, great, like this time I get to be in the front. And then as we're picking up more passengers that are going to be going on this tour with us, they're going to follow up behind us. Well, our tour guide leader said, hey, is it okay if uh, this other couple I'm picking up, if they can sit in the front because this lady just told me she gets really sick. And my husband was like, no, because my wife gets really sick too. And she's, she's pregnant right now. So it'd be, I want us to sit in the front. And he's like, oh, okay, because he didn't know that I was pregnant and stuff. He's like, all right, we'll figure it out. So the we stop and we pick up this lady and she comes in and it's like you can feel the lower energy, like high anxiety. And she's all like frantic and was like, oh, I can't sit in the front. What? So she knows I'm pregnant because the guy had told her and she comes back and sits in the row behind us. And she was... um just acting, you know, anxious and was like, well, can I just, can you, can I move over? Or she just kept on throwing out different ideas of things to do and just feeling all anxious. And, um, I was feeling really uncomfortable because I was like, oh, like maybe I should move in the back so that she can sit in the front. So my thoughts were like, it's okay. So I just like look over at Ian and I'm like, I can, I can move in the back. She can move in the front. Um, and he's like, no, cause you get sick. No. And we were here first, like, it's fine. Like we can, we can stay here. And, and I was like, no, it's fine. Even though I know I get sick too and I'm pregnant. Right. And he was like, you, you always do this. Like you, you're willing to like, you know, you get sick too, but you're willing to step away and like, let someone else like, no, you're pregnant. She's not like, she can't be the only person in this car that gets sick. And like, I mean, in this van, and it's true, we all, in a sense, get motion sickness with the way that the driving is, right? And and if, so anyways, she was kind of acting out a little bit about it. And I remember when he said that to me, you always do this. And it made me think about how my four energy kicks in, where I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll suffer. Like, you go, you go deal with, like, you take it. You do, like, it's it's about someone else, like, before me always. Like, that's where the four energy kicks in. And I don't think that this is always a bad thing to think about other people. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying this is where the four can get you, where it's like, oh, you win. Even though I know for me, that would be a very miserable ride for me. And it's a different effect when I'm sick 
you know, with a baby in my belly for, that's almost six months old versus someone else who's not. But I was like, it's, oh yeah. And I, and I felt bad for her. Like, so I thought about her more than me. So I just, maybe you can relate to that and other ways that we, you do that in your life where that's the four that kicks in. It's you win. I'll suffer. You deal. Like, forget about me completely. And even sometimes that's why people stay in relationships that don't serve them. Cause it's like, oh, I don't want to upset the other person or they stay in jobs that don't serve them because they, they're worried about what everybody else is thinking. I mean, I mean about how it's going to affect everybody else, not just what they're thinking about how it's going to affect them. And you care about their feelings more than you care about yourself. See, that's what I'm talking about. So that's what I noticed there. And, um, you know, I didn't end up moving in this person. Like I'll tell you the story in a nutshell. She was upset and she ended up exchanging some words with Ian. Um, but he stood up for me, which is great. And then after that, she she came around and she was uh, very, she wanted to talk to us a lot and share stories and warmed up to us like throughout. And in, another, in a way, she almost kind of apologized. She didn't directly say sorry, but she told me later, I just got get really, I was really anxious because last time I got really sick and I was very embarrassed about it. And maybe I shouldn't have gotten the van and acted that way, but that's because of before what happened to me. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, I get it. Like we all have times like that. Uh, but anyways, so that's an example of that four. So level five energy, let's go into that. Um, so again, level four energy too, the shift up. If you wanted to go into a five, let's say what you would do is say, how can it work best for me too? You can ask yourself that question. Again, if you're scheduling things, ask yourself that. When you find yourself just focused on someone else and what's best for them, how can it work best for me too? That's going to help you shift up into the five. So another thing with five is it's an opportunity-focused mindset. So even in those that moment in the van with this person, another way of thinking about this is allowing her to be like, even though that would have been uncomfortable for her and it would have been uncomfortable for me to move in the back as well, it's like, one of the things that Ian pointed out was like, this person needs to realize that you don't always just get what you want and it's not all about you. You don't just get to get on a van and be like, everybody move so I can sit in the front because I'm uncomfortable, you know, because it's not just about you because there's other people that are also uncomfortable. You know, that's not how life works. So it's an opportunity for her to learn how that that's not how it always is going to be. And if that was so important to you, then you book a private you know, a private vehicle where you don't have to worry about that and make anyone move or deal with that. So it was like an opportunity for her to learn. So you can see it as that way. You can see it as an opportunity for yourself to to speak your truth. So when you can shift yourself to the opportunity focused mindset or an acceptance around what how something is versus trying to fight it and change it, because there's a lot of acceptance in level five energy. So the mindset here is we win. You're trying to find a situation that works best for everyone. You see opportunity in the situation. You can even ask yourself, what is the opportunity? Like if you stay in the spot now, what's the opportunity for you? That you feel like you spoke your truth. You're going to feel good during this experience. Like you can go on a whole list. So that's the other thing too, is like it, asking yourself that question. What is the opportunity? Um, I love to use level five energy with negotiation because what is great is People receive that energy very well. So if you say, like, let's say you're negotiating for a new role, you might say, like, I want it to work best for both of us. I want this to be a good fit. 
for both of us. And I know this is something that's really important to me, something that I really value. I know you both, you all value this. Like, how can we come to the same page? And it's like people are much more likely to work with you when you're talking like that versus like demanding and being like, it's got to be this way or I'm not taking it. Like that's level two energy. And it also puts up that defense on their end. So that's why I'm always helping people communicate in a way from a higher energy place because it's often received much better because it generates that energy from other people, that higher energy state from them. So it's really important that you're intentional when, you have, when you're having conversations about what kind of energy am I generating when I do say that? Where am I coming from? Is it given off that the lower energy or is it coming from a higher energy place? And it always comes back to how you say something. I was thinking about this yesterday. Someone, I provided feedback to someone and it really triggered them. And I didn't, I didn't even say it in a, a negative way. I swear. It was, um, it was about part of their, their TEDx talk. Um, one of the closing statements that they had and I, and I had shared, I was like, oh, I was like, well, the last part that you just said, I was like, that part is still a little confusing to me. I mentioned that and I was being honest because like I'm confused about that statement. I don't know what you mean by that. And it was very triggering to that person. And I said, so some other ideas you can think about is like, what if, you know, what about this? What about that? And I was like sharing all the stuff. And um, they were like, um, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. This is my talk and that's how I want it to be. And it really, uh, the way that it was delivered to me, it was very like I could feel the two energy around it and it made me shift down. My energy was like, like it went down and I was like a little frustrated because I was like, wow, well, like if that's the case though, like deliver the way you delivered it back to me, because like you're the one who asked me for my feedback around what I thought about what you said. Was it confusing? But then you were mad about my response. And then it was like a dagger back at me. And it was like, well, it, it then she exchanged some more words and it was it really was, um, it was just received differently. But then I, rem- afterwards, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I felt like crap after uh, the way that it was delivered back to me. But then afterwards, I sat there and I thought, I was thinking about these different energy levels. And I was like, why would this person show up that way? Because this is not a normal response from this person at all. She was very triggered by it. And I, I realized it. I was like, oh, like when I started tapping into my higher energy levels, I was like, it's because if this is not personal, because it's not, and if I'm at a higher energy level and I think that way, that's the, that's the way my brain thinks. It's like, it's not personal. This is her own stuff. She was triggered because of her own stuff, her own insecurities around it. And it made perfect sense. Like when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, because she's struggling, you know, writing this talk and she already feels like stressed out about it. And, be, you know, when I say one part, I felt like wasn't as clear to me. That was like, oh, it felt like a, like a stab to her, like, oh, more work I got to do around this, you know, and it like it triggered her. It wasn't because of anything she felt towards me, like really, you know, when I dissect it and that helped me shift my energy around it and show up from a place of love. Cause I'm like, I can be that way too. You know, when someone tells me something that I don't want to, that's triggering to me because I already have insecurities about it. I can lash out back too. So there's times that I see, I show up that way too. So that helped me do my shifting work is where I was looking at the energy around it. I was like, ooh, that brought me down to a two. But what if I showed up from a place of love? What if I, I tried to understand more of where she was coming from? Then how would I feel about it? Then how would I respond? Then I would just let it go. I'd be like, oh, okay, just let it go. 
because it's not worth holding on to and generating more negative energy around. So again, another example is of of doing this work is like we sometimes with my clients is we'll we'll talk about like, okay, if you were at you're at a two now around this, but what if you were at a four? What would you think then? How would you feel then? What would you do then? And that helps them think it and then generate the energy around it and also do the shifts. So that's also how this work can be done. So I had some people reach out about doing the energetic assessment, the energy leadership index assessment, where you can see, you know, how you generally show up in in life, where your energy is at, and then what's your default response under stress. And then you can deeper dive into these different levels, talk through them, talk about situations that you're handling, like where you how you specifically want to show up from the higher level higher levels or maybe the lower ones, you know, sometimes the lower ones can serve you. Some situations you do have to stand up for yourself and fight back because it makes more sense in that situation. But you don't stay there with that kind of lower energy. So you can actually be intentional about using your energy once you're more aware of how it shows up for you and what triggers those lower levels for you. So anyways, if you're interested in that assessment, I'll put the the information in the details um, section of this episode and you can check it out on the site and read about it and see what the options are to do that kind of coaching work. All right, so level six, we got level six and seven and we'll wrap up. So level six energy is the energy that's focused on we always win. So that's the mindset here is we always win. It's abundance, it's the joy comes from within. You don't, external circumstances don't determine how you feel. Wouldn't it be so cool if you could live your life like that? Like chaos around you, you're not gonna be in chaos because your joy comes from within. So it's the state of flow. When you find yourself in the state of flow, when you're not attached to anything, when you trust everything is working out for you, that's level six energy. And we all go there at times. And think about like, what would it be like if we could be like that in that state more? Like if we could feel more like that we trusted that things were working out for us. And we just felt more of a sense of peace in our lives. That's six energy. Um. How do you get yourself into that state? Being present, fully, fully being present where you are, not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future. Um, being like, yeah, again, in the moment, we know how hard that can be. And also asking yourself, like if the shift in the questions would be, what, how would I show up if I trusted that everything was working out for me? And if you can get yourself to imagine more of you being that person and that things were truly happening for you, like that would be the, where that level six energy shows up, that full state of trust. And the downside, because there actually is downsides to all these levels too. People that really can operate in six, which is not a lot of people because it's such a high energy level that can be here a lot. Mostly it's like people that we tend to think about that's enlightened, you know, they have a lot of that level six energy, so much peace. Um, these people, they can also be seem a little aloof from other people. Like other people can't relate to them at all because of where they are mentally. So that can be a downside of it. Um, this is also the state where there's like, there's just bliss here. You know, the peace, and I know I keep saying this, like this peace, the way that I get myself to go into the state is asking myself that question around when, if I trusted more, what would that look like? And even, even saying like, this is happening for you. I tell myself that all the time because if I was at a level six, that kind of person would always believe that, that things are working out for them. 
All right. And level seven, this is the state where there is no such thing as winning. Things are just as they are. It's the state of complete non-judgment. If you've ever felt truly connected to God or the divine or whatever it is you believe in, that, ah, that complete bliss state, that's seven. Being in the clouds, um, that is seven energy. As humans, we don't live there um, because we're humans. It's not how it's going to be. But it's a state that we can tap into at different times in our life. I often think about it as like if you've ever witnessed someone having a baby, there's no judgment around like maybe what a baby looks like. It's just like, wow, this is a miracle. Like this is so amazing. It's like, ah, like pure bliss, right? That's the seventh state. No judgment whatsoever. Nothing is good or bad. It just is. All right. So those are the higher energetic states from three to seven in summary. And you can see some of the best ways to shift between them is to ask yourself a question from a higher state and move yourself around. Or what would it be like as you start to understand the levels more, which is what the energy leadership index assessment helps you do. Then you can start to think about how to behave from that higher level, how to think in that way. And that will release that different kind of energy for you because the feelings that we have, the emotions that we have, they stem from the way that we're thinking. And when we know how to think in a higher level state, then we generate a different kind of energy. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you have an awesome day. I'll be back on soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.